The information that we share today is from our own personal experiences and does not constitute medical advice. We do not endorse any products or services. Any said products or services mentioned on this podcast may not be suitable for you or your condition. Please consult with your physician if you have medical questions as it may pertain to your condition. Hey everyone, welcome back to Take a Paycheck. I'm so excited to have a very special guest on today, Cassie. Cassie is 16 years old and resides in Vancouver, British Columbia. In school, she's interested in sciences. She dances competitively 15 hours a week. Wow. Um, she is the name Cassie behind Cassie and Friends, which we will talk more about later. Hey, Cassie, can you start off by introducing yourself and your condition? Sure. So, hi, I'm Cassie. I'm 16, like you said, and I have juvenile idiopathic arthritis. I was diagnosed when I was, I think, 20 months, so almost two. And I sort of just woke up one day and I just wouldn't walk. And my parents took me to the hospital and I got diagnosed with JIA. Okay, so you would say that the symptoms that you were displaying were kind of just like you like could not walk, like nothing else. Yeah, like pain. Like I guess I was walk, I don't really remember, but I guess I was walking at that point. And then that morning I just woke up and I just wouldn't. My parents were like, what is going on? So yeah. So how would you say your condition has changed throughout the past 14 years? I think it was probably the worst that it was right when I got diagnosed, just because there was so much uncertainty. Like I had 16 joints, I'm pretty sure that were affected. And now it's like went down. It's mostly my ankles and wrists that are the worst now. Um, Yeah, I think it's sort of, I don't really, I wouldn't really say I got better, but I definitely got better with managing it and things like that. So it sort of seems like to me that it improved. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Cause like you kind of get used to the routine of like dealing with the chronic condition. And then because you've dealt with it for so long, it's like, now I know what to do when I'm in pain. So it just seems like it's better. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like I've had flares since then, of course, like a couple like bad ones, but from what I've heard, I don't really remember, but from what I've heard, it seemed like it was the worst when I was little. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of funny because like your parents told you about this, but like you obviously did not really like know what was going on when you're like 20 months old. Um, it was hard to like explain to me. Yeah. So when did you find out that you had arthritis? Like, did you remember the process of like your parents telling you? I don't really remember. Like it's sort of just for as long as I can remember, I've kind of just had arthritis, I guess. It's sort of just like a part of my life. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't really like one magical day. It's like you have arthritis yeah. and then you like fully understand. It was like kind of engraved into like your daily routine of doing things. Yeah. Like I feel like most people like who got diagnosed a bit older, they like remember the day that they got diagnosed. But I'm sort of just like, I've sort of just always had it. Yeah. I, I totally remember when I got diagnosed. Like I can remember the exact moment. Like I was in the car, the parking lot of my my elementary school. Like I feel like when you remember, you remember, and it's like. Yeah. Like, but sometimes, like I mean, I think there are advantages and disadvantages of like it having having it engraved in your life. So like you're just like used to it, rather than that like one shocking moment where it's like my life changed. But then sometimes people think like oh, my childhood was different than, like, my teenage years, and that was good. Do you have any input on, like, how you felt in terms of, like, just, like, your 
in this situation? How did like school life work for you? Yeah, like I think I I agree. There's sort of advantages and disadvantages. Like, like it probably would have been great to grow up with like with a childhood with like no arthritis, but also I don't really know any different. So it's sort of like everyone sort of just knew I had arthritis. Like all my friends at school, it was sort of just like a known thing. Like I, when I was little, when I was in elementary school, I can't really remember like telling anyone I had arthritis. It was sort of like everyone kind of knew because like everyone's parents are friends at that age. So I guess, yeah. Yeah. So did you experience like any bullying or was it just like everyone knew so it's fine? I feel like everyone sort of knew, like I was pretty little. I think I knew a lot more about like medicine, I guess you could say at that time than most of my friends since we were all very little. And like, I used to have to explain it like in very like simplified ways. Cause I'd be like, it's a pain in the joints. And my friends would be like, what are joints? Like, cause we're little. Yeah. I got older and I started like, and I switched schools and things like that. That's sort of when it got, I sort of had to like navigate that situation more and decide how I was going to tell people. Did you like feel comfortable talking about your condition to other people? Cause I know that you mentioned that it was a normal thing at the point where people just knew you had arthritis, but when you had to kind of approach that situation where people asked you questions, uh, were you comfortable? I think usually I was pretty comfortable in elementary school because people like just knew and like people also knew about Cassie and friends like it was sort of just I don't know I guess it was like a known thing and I didn't really have to talk about it much until I grew up more. In terms of like your high school friends I don't think you probably had like elementary school friends and like high school friends. How did it feel like telling them? Because I don't think you went to this. Did you go to the same school? Yeah. I switched schools in grade eight. I'm not sure how it is where you yeah. are, but Vancouver, you switched from high school in grade eight. Mm-hmm. So in elementary school, I had all these friends that like my parents knew, everyone sort of knew. And then I switched schools with some of my friends, but made a lot of new friends. And at the beginning, I kind of like, I had decided that I didn't really want to tell people right at the beginning. Cause like I was sort of just making, just making new friends. I didn't really want, I don't know. I didn't want everyone to think of me like as having this disease sort of like yeah. I want sort of separated from that. And then like at my school right now, I don't think like, like some people I'll be like in like gym class or something and like, I can't do something. And my friends will be like, Oh, why? And it's sort of like, I, they just like don't know. So I think I sort of like my closest friends that I made I told them at some point, like when I was more comfortable and close with them. And and I think it probably, I started telling them around when they were casting friends events and they could like come to those things. So that's how my closest friends at my new school sort of learned about me having arthritis. But then my other friends, it's sort of, I would just tell them if I was in a situation where they needed to know, sort of like I'd be in gym, and they'd be like, oh, why are you sitting on? I'd be like, oh, I have arthritis. I thought you knew or something like that. So, oh. yeah, it's sort of like it would be more like in a situation that they needed to know, I would tell them. Mm-hmm. And I sort of think at this point, I wouldn't I wouldn't have any problem with everyone in like in my because my grade is small. So I wouldn't have any problem with any everyone in my grade knowing. But it's just it like doesn't need to be 
Like, I don't need to like announce that to everyone, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally understand. Like, oh no, my friend told me, which I don't remember, but she told me in grade, there was like an announcement about my arthritis and like, cause our classes were small, but there's an announcement that like this girl has like a problem and like we really need everyone to help. See, I don't remember that. So she told me, and then I kind of got like a flashback that like maybe that was real. So apparently it was announced in grade eight. I don't remember, but like grade eight was like just not my year. But I understand when you say that, like, you kind of wait. Like, in high school for me, I also waited to, like, made friends and then found, like, the right time to tell them. It yeah. wasn't like, hi, Natasha, I have arthritis, let's be friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was not like that. Yeah. But I, I understand. But then in university, because I, like, made this podcast, if you follow me, you'll know indirectly that there is something, but I don't make it so negative. Like, yeah. you really have to, like, click my post to figure it out. And then if you had interest, you would watch it, right? And then you'd want to be my friend. I think that also shows that, like, if people take an interest in you, then, then they will be good friends, blah, blah, blah. It's sort of like sometimes you're just, like, you're really close to someone. Then that you're just, like, oh, they don't know this, like, big part of my life, sort of. So you sort of feel like you need to tell them. But it just sort of never came up. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, you're really close friends with someone, and then they just don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's the, and then when they do know, I might just be like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't tell you before." And it's like, "What did you tell yeah. me?" <laughs> and, and I I understand that. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's weird because like like one of my close guy friends, I told him like off the bat. Literally, he always used to ask me like why I was sad at school, which I wasn't sad, but I mean, he made like predictions like I had to like go to like accommodation services, blah blah blah, yeah. and he made that he was like. I just told him because I was like, at this point, like, I feel like you won't judge me. I mean, you're, you're making observations and like you have a question. So I told him, but like everyone else, I kind of like took my own sweet time. And I don't think. And then at that point, it's like everyone in the friend group knew. So it was like, I didn't have to like announce it. It was kind of like, Natasha can't do this. So let's do something else because like there was something going on. Yeah. It's sort of like slowly people just like know. And sometimes you're like, how does this person know? Or sometimes you tell them, I don't know. It kind of just slowly happens, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't really want to like force it or announce it like you said. But let's talk about support. So your friends are obviously very supportive. How do they support you and your arthritis? So the ones like that do know. Yeah, I think the ones that have known for a really long time, they sort of just like know what to say. Like it's not really they can do much, but they they like know what to say to sort of cheer me up or like sometimes even just distraction is the best thing and then I think some of like my more new friends they don't really know what to do in those situations but they're like getting better at that because they've known me for longer now and yeah I think it's they just sort of like try and support me in the best way that they can I think it's sort of hard for them because they don't really like understand but yeah yeah, sort of just like saying things to cheer me up or try and distract me and things like that yeah the smallest honestly the smallest little comments or things can make such a big difference like just distraction I find that so important like when I'm mad or like upset about like oh my MRI results or like my blood test results just distraction is so helpful like let's like talk about something else like yeah I want to rant about it but if we talk about something else just like makes things feel better I don't know if you feel that way Mm -hmm. and also like they'll let me like rant about it talk about it to them like even if they don't totally understand they can still like try and support me and say like like 
I don't know what they say. It's sort of just like, it's like, hope you feel better, but like something like stronger than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes I just don't like when I like rent and then someone's like, oh, like, good luck. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not a great response. <laughs> yeah. And I think my friends are so good at just like listening and then responding back with something that like wouldn't make me mad, but like would make me feel better, even yeah. if they don't fully understand, which I think your friends usually get like accustomed to doing that. And I think yeah, when I you, replicate, you usually replicate the same energy, right? Like when they're upset, you do that for them. But like arthritis is something that makes you either happy or upset. And they support you in different ways. Like I mentioned in the introduction, you dance competitively. And obviously dance sometimes does impact joints, but sometimes it makes things feel better because like I also do a type of dance. But I just want to know in your perspective, how does dance really affect and impact your joints and your arthritis? Definitely sometimes it's really hard. Like I'll have to sit out and things like that. Like especially when I have like a bad flare. I'll have to sit out, but my, all my teachers at dance know, and like, they understand, especially when I was younger, actually me and my, one of these dance teachers, I had this thing, I would like scratch my ear or something and she'd know that my ankle was sore. So I didn't really have to say it in front of everyone. And then she'd like, just know, and she wouldn't like comment on it. And I would like do things less full out and things like that. So that was really good. But now like everyone like knows a dance and everyone understands and they'll be like, oh, like, is this okay for your ankles? And I'll be like, yeah, I'll be, I'm okay. Or sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I'll just like modify this, do it a little bit differently. And then some days are like bad and I'll have to sit out. But I think when my ankles are good, dance really distracts me from everything. So it's really like important that I have. And that's really good. I think support in terms of like coaches and dance instructors and the peers around you and environment is so important. It's like, otherwise you wouldn't want to do it, right? You're in that environment and being in that negative environment is like not good but I think modifying like dance moves or like routines or anything is so important and like to allow someone to modify it and for yeah. it to be okay and approved is really good so I'm glad that you're able to do that because I know a lot of people are very against like modifications of like different things and it's like modify and then usually for like competitions or shows I just I take a diclofenac which is like a pain killer sort of a stronger one and I just sort of hope for the best and go full out (laughs) yeah same here though but like I know I know what you mean like if I'm in so much pain I'll just like take a Tylenol um and just feel okay Like, like sometimes where I sort of just am like okay I have to like push through and do this competition it's just three minutes like I can do it yeah and I think you know your body the best. So like the fact that you're making that decision and being able to say like, yes, I'll take this and we'll be fine. And I can still do what I want and still be happy is very good. And most of the time people are unable to make those decisions. So it's good that you're able to do that. You said that you do like modified movements. How do you ensure that all the movements that you're doing are safe for your joints? Like, I don't really know how your dance works, but how do you make sure that you're not like, hurting it further I think I just just since like I've been doing dance for so long I sort of have really gotten to know like what will cause me the most pain like for example jumping will cause me a lot more pain than turning will because of like the landing of the jump so I think I've sort of just gotten to know that really well so I know what I have to change like I would just 
say it's a day where my ankles are really sore and we're doing like jumps across the floor, I just modify them. So I am doing just like a rise up on my toe and doing like the leg instead of um, like actually jumping and doing the landing. So I, so yeah, I've just sort of gotten to know what is best for me. Was there any time where you had like dance instructors that didn't understand or was everything like always really good? Yeah, like a couple times. One time, one time I had this tap class and I walked in and I was like, I was going to sit that day because sometimes I just go and watch if my ankles are sore because it's important that I know the choreography and things. And I come in and I'm like, I don't think this teacher knew. I was like, I have arthritis. So I'm going to sit today. And she, she said, she said, oh, you're too young to have arthritis. Are you, are you sure that's what it is? And I was like, yeah, I've been diagnosed since I was two. And all my friends at dance are like, yeah, it's definitely that. She's, she's been doing this for years. And yeah, and, I mean, there's some teachers like that, but they always, they eventually understand. But I think some people are just sort of shocked at the beginning that it's arthritis. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't get through life without that comment, so it's okay. <laughs> like, it happens to everyone, so I yeah. think good. What about people around you? Like, you mentioned your peers are really supportive, but did they have any questions to ask you? And if they did, what were some of the questions that they asked to, like, know more about what was going on with you? I think more, like, when I was younger, they were just sort of confused what it was. Yeah. Like, some people don't know. Like, they've heard about arthritis, but they've heard about it in the sense, like, and older person is like oh my arthritis my back or something like that so it's sort of they don't fully like know what it is and I think sometimes they just need a bit of an explanation yeah and most people usually stop dance or competitive dancing because of like injuries or like arthritis what has kind of kept you motivated to continue your passion well first of all I love performing so that's like that's like probably my favorite part about dance is the performing part of it and also just going to class really distracts me from everything so I think that's sort of like what's kept me going and I just like I just love it so much I don't know it'd be sort of harder to get through all this without it like even if I have days where where dance makes arthritis harder sometimes like dance and like I sing and I find that like arts and stuff like that are like a good way to like escape I don't know if you think the same yeah so like distractions in a way I've literally just been like studying science all day and I'm just like I just want to listen to music like where's my music you know like you get so stressed and like what you're doing in your daily life on top of having like a chronic illness and then you're just like hoping that you're able to do something that you love and you enjoy and I I feel the same for like singing too I think like literally when I'm upset like I'm I want to sing and that's what I want to do but like for you you want to dance and you've found modifications that work for you days my ankles will be feeling completely fine so I can go full out at dance and things like that so on top of having JIA you also have celiac disease I know what celiac disease is but can you explain what it is and how that really affects you on your in your daily life so basically it's like an allergy to gluten but a very strict allergy so no cross-contamination and then gluten is like wheat barley rye a couple other things I'm not totally (laughs) sure of and So, I mean, when I was younger, it was a lot harder because not many people really knew what being gluten-free was, but now there's a bunch of options and like sort of the same thing with arthritis. Like I got it when I was really young. So I, again, I don't really know anything different. So it's not too difficult for me. Yeah. That's really good. 
um like i'm gluten-free as well but i'm also like vegan so that's a little one step further but you know like usually when you incorporate that in like your lifestyle then you just like kind of stick with it because that's what you you've been doing and so say you do have gluten which i don't know if you've had gluten by accident or something what happens i get a couple times accidentally what happens um i get a really bad stomach ache and then throw up usually oh my that does not sound that great yeah (laughs) like anaphylactic or anything so that's good like no epipens do you think that the arthritis and celiac is related in some sort of way or like like they tested me for it when I got diagnosed with arthritis. So I think they are correlated and that's sort of why they tested me. I'm pretty sure. That is the I mean, yeah, I wouldn't know the answer to that, but I'm just wondering if like, I think they are it. connected. The lifestyle change that you've made is like going gluten-free. Yeah. Is that weird to like tell your friends? It's sort of like, I don't, yeah, I just sort of like, oh, I'm gluten-free and everyone is sort of like, oh, that must suck. And I'm like, eh, it's okay. Like, um, I need to do it, I guess. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> when you're vegan and gluten-free, it's like, oh, so do you eat grass? <laughs> like, okay, please stop talking. But yeah, I understand. Sometimes it's just yeah. like, it's like, I feel so bad for you. Um, yeah. In general, how have you maintained a positive outlook? Like, you seem like a very positive, happy person. A lot of people are, I am. But how have you over like the arthritis and the celiac disease and dance and stuff like in general how do you just like always made sure that you're positive I mean everyone has their negatives but I think um well like first of all I was sort of like raised in that way mm-hmm. I was raised like my both my parents they have a very positive attitude and they're sort of like 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 you can get through this like of course they'll like sympathize with me and things like that and everyone has their bad days, but I think that's sort of how I was raised is like to have a positive attitude. And it's sort of just like, it really like helps me get through it and things like that. And it's been like really important for sort of managing my pain. Honestly, like stress is like a big factor to arthritis, I'd say. And like being negative gets onto stress and it's so hard to be to tell someone like don't stress out well like I'm feeling stressed like what are you gonna do about it I think sometimes those comments just make me really annoyed because it's like why are why are you telling me not to stress out when I'm stressed like yeah it's supposed to make you feel better but it's just like really annoying in the moment so let's get to the fun stuff where we talk about the Cassie behind Cassie and Friends I've mentioned Cassie and Friends and people (laughs) just like oh like Cassie and friends like who's Cassie right and who are her friends and people probably just really confused so this is where we get to the story I mean your dad explained it yeah Uh, in episode three everybody check that out but you know we want to hear from you because why wouldn't we so I want you to give a brief explanation of what Cassie and friends is and how it kind of feels having like a charity organization with your name um yeah so it's it's a charity that supports kids with juvenile arthritis and other rheumatic diseases. I've memorized that since I was very little. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it does. And it's all the way across Canada now, which is pretty crazy considering like how small it started. And it was just like a couple of my family under the tent cheering for my dad at the Scotiabank run. So it's pretty crazy how big it's gotten. And yeah, like it's cool being 
Cassie. It's like I'm famous in the little arthritis community. Like some, I'll go to the hospital sometimes. One time I was in the elevator and this little girl, she says to her mom, she's like, mom, I think that's Cassie. <laughs> and it's, it's like, it's cool that people sort of know who I am. And like, sometimes people want to talk to me because I'm Cassie and things like that. So it's really nice meeting all these people. And even though I sort of indirectly had an impact on them, like I'm the face behind it, I guess. So people are, yeah, it's nice to meet them. Yeah, Cassie, um, the famous Cassie. It's really interesting though, because like I know at first, like when I joined Cassie and Friends and like the tag board, I like I knew that Cassie was like Cassie, but I just like, I was like, where is Cassie? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you see so many people like, where is Cassie? Like, what is she doing? And you're really, really young too. So like, yeah, I'm sort of now at the age where I can get more involved. So yeah, Yeah. like it's really little for a long time. So I'd be meeting these people and I'd be like five and they'd be like, oh my God, you're Cassie. Yeah, I remember like I emailed uh, Cassie and friends three years ago and wanted to like get involved or whatever because I was like really desperate for support which makes sense like when you were right you just like want support yeah and then when I joined the tag board like a year and a half ago it was like when am I ever gonna meet Cassie like <laughs> I was like so confused yeah now you met me <laughs> yeah honestly and I met your dad so it's like I'm it's pretty much meeting the whole family here um but yeah you're famous in the rheumatic disease community like if you don't know who Cassie is this is Cassie <laughs> uh, like here you go obviously this charity organization was like made when you were little how did it feel like telling people like like casting friends is a thing I don't know it's kind of weird like people like it, it, like I have a charity named after me it's kind of like people are like oh that's like really like surprising I guess that's a really unusual thing that you would hear is that someone has a charity named after them oh so, yeah and like not many people know about it obviously because you more would know about it if you're in like the arthritis community but usually it would come along with telling someone I have arthritis they'd also know oh I have a charity named after them but like there's definitely some people that I'm really close with that have no idea and I think just because especially there's been no events because of COVID and things like that so some people just have no idea, but I think once there are like the run and things, cause all my friends come to those, then like the friends that I've made since the last one will know more about it. But yeah, people are just sort of like shocked, I'd say. It's weird that like you're telling me that people are just like, that's unusual. I could see why it's unusual, but I think it's very cool. Yeah, I feel like it's cool, but I think they're mostly shocked cause they're just like, yeah, it's just kind of shocking that someone- Yeah. Like, yeah. That- that makes sense. So what does the society kind of like mean to you? Like what does Kathy and friends mean to you specifically? I think like it's always been a really big part of my life. It's been really helpful to me too. Like all these people get to meet me, but also I'm meeting them. And there's some people that you meet that you just like really click with and you know that you can reach out to them for help. And like, cause like, friends that you have most of them they don't they don't know what it's like to have arthritis so it's really nice to talk to people that understand and casting friends has really helped me with that and especially since many people want to meet me it's really nice that I get to meet all these people and can reach out to them and then also like having the feeling of helping others 
is just great. Like, I'm so happy that I've been able to help so many kids. And even though it's not really because of me, it's, it's really nice to know that like, now it's all the way across Canada and so many kids are being helped because of this organization. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. And I know that like your dad is like a big part of this society. So how do you feel about like your family doing this for you? I know like- It's amazing how much that they've done since I was little. Like, yeah, I'm just sort of like amazed at how much it's grown and it's just great how much it can help people and things like that. And it's just crazy that it started like so small and now it's been like what 14 years and how much bigger it's gotten yeah I agree I think it it definitely has expanded from everyone that I've talked to and on top of that like I've only made certain friends because of it so it's like yeah. living proof that it helped so how do you stay active in the arthritis community I know this charity um named after you but what do you do in general maybe you don't want to get involved in the arthritis community I don't know what you do but how do you advocate for yourself? How do you advocate for others? Um, how do you get involved in the community? Yeah, I think mostly what I do is like many people reach out to me mm-hmm. and they sort of ask me questions about how I deal with my pain and things like that. So that's sort of what I do the most. And then after that happened a few times, uh, not this summer because I was gone, but the summer before I did these blog posts. They're on like the casting friends Instagram and every week I'd post something and it would just be like some like tips of things like to distract you from your pain or things to help with your pain and things like that. And that was like, I was, I was four, 15 at the time. So that was sort of like the first bigger initiative that I took. And then I've been gone all summer and I was really busy last year, but now I'm going to start making, taking more initiatives and casting friends. And I'm really excited about that. But for now, mostly what I've done is like I've been to the events. Uh, I volunteered at family day and things like that. And just reaching out and supporting people the best way that I can. Oh, that's so nice. Honestly, like you can do whatever you want at this point. Like (laughs) you can do whatever you want and you're still like raising awareness in some way or the other, like whether it's just like messaging someone. Yes, casting friends was a thing, but I think because it was a thing did that help you advocate for yourself like when was the time like it probably did because when I was little I'd always heard this term like advocating for yourself and obviously I didn't really know what that would what that meant when I was little and then through casting friends I sort of learned how to do that more and eventually I was sort of just like okay I don't need my parents to do this for me anymore like I can tell my teachers I can um tell my dance teachers my teachers at school and when people like are sort of like, like sometimes people will be like, oh, you should do this. And I'll be like, oh, I tried that. Like that sometimes works, but sometimes this works better. And like, I've been in situations where people just cause they're older than me, they try to tell me that they know better of how to manage my pain. And it's sort of hard to deal with that. But that has also like taught me that like there are gonna be people like that and you sort of just have to like stand up for yourself or sort of just push push that away, I guess. That's sort of when I learned that I had to start like standing up for myself and actually explaining to people what like my condition is and how I deal with it. Yeah. yeah when, and when you get into the routine of kind of explaining and like having that first step of like advocating, then it just like 
it's a normal thing like it's not even called advocating it's just like a normal part of like you yeah. <laughs> have like your little speech memorized and you say the same thing honestly time. yes thank you so much Cassie for coming on to the podcast today I really liked talking to you and enjoyed our discussion we've talked about so many things like who Cassie actually is because people were confused but now they know and they don't have any more questions because they would have watched this um support how Cassie and friends started your arthritis journey school all the fun teenager stuff that we both go through on a daily basis but yeah everyone like comment subscribe check out Cassie and friends social media channels check out Cassie's social media channels